Well, hello to everybody listening at home. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast, and I'm Connor, and I'm here with Pastor Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. Good it's, to uh, be with you. 9.33 on a Wednesday morning. Here we are. Beautiful day it in Southern really California. Is. It's getting yes. warm again, which is kind of a bummer, but... So but we get our vitamin such D. Such life. Yeah. We get vitamin We're D. So We're going to go outside, get some vitamin D today. That's right. <laughs> get all energized. Um, We're going to get energized by the Word of God today. We are going to get energized by the Word of God, as a matter of fact. And you are too, we hope. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, The question uh, today that we want to ask is, why do some Christians believe unbiblical things and push unbiblical agendas? I'm just going to shoot that your way. And I want to hear what you would, uh, or how you'd respond from the Word to that question. Okay, so... Why do some Christians believe unbiblical things and push unbiblical agendas? Yep. Okay. Well, we see this primarily in interpersonal relationships, obviously. You see this when you're talking with people, interacting with people, but you also see it in the online venting. Okay. If you go anywhere online, you can see it in the online venting, any of the social media platforms. So this is a pertinent question. Great question, Connor. Um, Why do some Christians believe unbiblical things, push unbiblical agendas? I'm going to go first with, I'm going to pull the depravity card. Okay. Um, not an excuse, but it's the reason. Okay. So because of our ingrained depravity, people are going to, people who profess faith in Christ are going to believe on biblical things and push on biblical practices. Yep. It's going to happen. Um, I just, uh, you know, I just think of even Romans 12, you know, Romans 12 begins and it's like, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Well, not every professing believer um, allows that process to happen in a way that they see active sanctification happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they maybe regress. They go backwards instead of forwards in Christ because they do get conformed to the world. So I think depravity is the first thing. Okay. Um, close behind it, deception. You know, like the Bible says, some will believe doctrines of demons, right? In the last days, people are going to be lovers of self, lovers of money. And I think a lot of Christians get deceived. Second uh, Timothy 3 says that evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, Hmm. deceiving and being deceived. And so I think that a lot of Christians get deceived by the evil men and imposters. And the heart of deception, and really the the idea of deception is you don't know that you are fooled and tricked and bewitched. You know that in Galatians where Paul says, uh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Literally, who has cast a spell on you that you wouldn't believe the true gospel? Mm-hmm. He says this in Galatians 3.1. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. So the idea is that you can be deceived, and I think a lot of Christians are deceived. Let me bring up two other things real quick, why some Christians believe on biblical things. Not just depravity, not just deception. And I know you're thinking it's going to be a D word, but it's not. <laughs> Ignorance. Hmm. Ignorance of God's word. They don't know the truth, so they buy the lies. They don't know the real thing, so they go for the counterfeit. And then one more thing, hatred. And you're like, whoa, hatred. What do you mean by that? Well, Jesus said it really clear. In the last days, the love of many will grow cold. And I think we're seeing that in spades in our uh, moment right now among Christians. The love of many Christians has grown cold. They have become deceived. Uh, They are ignorant of the word of God. And they're really going on the fumes of their own mind. Mm. 
Could you speak for a minute to the, I mean, obviously this is the elephant in the room. Last mm-hmm. night was, <laughs> last night was the debate and mm-hmm. everyone is kind of just swimming in this pool of the political scene right now. Mm-hmm. How do you see these things playing out in that arena specifically among believers? Sure. Well, you know, we were out to dinner with, Angela and I were out to dinner with another couple, so I didn't watch it in lifetime, but I did go home and watch it on C-SPAN when it was a rerun, right? And so I saw it and I was cringing a lot. I was... Um, all three men, um, President Trump and former Vice President Biden, as well as Chris Wallace, all three of them, uh, I don't think, put on their best uh, performance ever. I think that uh, you did. Were you asking me for my opinion about this? I or? was asking you for. So I was about to. I was about to go into my opinion on this. Actually, <laughs> you can get. Your what do you want? What do you really want to know? Uh, what I want to know is how do Christians believe unbiblical things? One and two, push unbiblical agendas. Oh yes, particularly yes, in the political. See how caught sphere. up I can get with just telling <laughs> you know because um, everybody's trashing everybody right yeah. now, right? I will say I put the majority of the responsibility on Chris Wallace, who who uh, I think was very egregious as a moderator. He didn't moderate. He debated as well. Um, but that's a great question. And I would say this, I'd say that, let's just take the debate. People came into it. Most of the people I saw the polls afterwards through C-SPAN, uh, and they're trying to be, you know, somewhat objective, but they said, how many of you already had your mind made up? Well, the most the majority of the people already knew who they're voting for, and they just want to see how their candidate was going to do. And the second reason why people were watching was for the entertainment factor. People love to see a fight. Right. Personally, I would I would have liked to see all of them more civil and I would have liked Chris Wallace to let them duke it out civilly. And neither one of those happened. It wasn't civil and they didn't get to duke it out on their opinions and on their platforms. What they did was kind of a microcosm of what a lot of Christians are doing right now, pot shotting Hmm. and coming up with straw man arguments instead of focusing on the cross of Christ and on how that transforms your life. So I think I, I just I just think that. We're living in this moment and, you know, depravity has always run amok and it's it's doing the same right now. Mm. And Jesus is our hope. Yeah. And yeah. he's coming back. Um, yeah. Yes and amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the question, though. He hasn't come back yet. We're living here today. We're waiting for his return. What can be done about these unbiblical beliefs and unbiblical agendas now? How, mm-hmm. can, how can Christians even maybe respond when they see these things cropping up in their own lives? Sure. Let's be honest first. I think honesty is the first policy here. Um, as Jonathan Edwards says, uh, said, you contribute nothing to your salvation except the sin that made it necessary. Be honest about your depravity. Be self-aware and realize, you know, boy, I get really picky or boy, I am just, I am bigoted sometimes or boy, I am so opinionated mm-hmm. and be able to uh, repent of that and be able to, to do that. So honesty first, repentance second. Uh, honesty and repentance. It's like, here's what I'm really like. But what's happening is everyone's pointing the finger at everybody else. Um, be honest about where you're at and actually ask some people, how do I come across? Okay. Ask mm-hmm. those closest mm-hmm. to you. They'll be honest. And then repentance. Repent of your sins. I mean, every Christian should always be repenting and always be seeking reconciliation where it is necessary. Um, and then two more things, surrender the will, really one more thing. And it just kind of combined with two words, but surrender your will to Christ and live in active sanctification. Mm -hmm. So I think those, those, that's the same. If you're, if you have a surrendered will, you're actively being sanctified. And what do I mean by that? You know, what is sanctification? I think, um, I keep something in the back of my Bible. It's called the Ordo Salutis. It's 
Ordo Salutis is Latin for the order of salvation. And you've got election, calling, regeneration, conversion, justification, adoption, sanctification, perseverance, glorification. Mm -hmm. And election is, you know, before creation, uh, by his sovereign good pleasure, God chooses some people to be saved. That's a hidden work of God. You can't see it happen. But the calling is where you, you get called by the gospel. You hear the gospel and God calls you to himself through the human proclamation of the gospel. You hear and see that. But then regeneration happens. God secretly and sovereignly imparts to you spiritual life uh, if you've been called. But what you see is conversion, right? And so you, you willingly respond to the gospel call. You repent of your sins. You place your faith in Christ for salvation. We know all of that. And then you go justification. You're made right with God. Mm -hmm. This is all monergistic, okay? What it means, the, the work of one. Monergism is the work of one. So monergistic salvation is what we believe in. You're adopted into the, uh, the household of God because God actively makes you a member of his family. It's all monergistic, okay? So we're giving all the credit to Christ. But then you get to sanctification. And this is the debate through the ages, but I do believe the Bible clearly teaches this. This is a progressive, lifelong work of God and the believer, mm -hmm. where, where God frees us from sin and makes us more like Christ. We don't free ourselves from sin and make ourselves more like Christ, but we are doing something. It is God who is at work in you to will and do his good pleasure, mm -hmm. therefore work out your salvation with fear and trembling, yeah. for it is God who is at work in you to do mm -hmm. and will and do his good pleasure. So on the human aspect, you got to make choices. And so active sanctification, you're cooperating with God. Some people don't like that term, but I think it's the best term to use. Cooperating with God in the process of sanctification. So um, there's plenty of people you can look at and go, are they even saved? Because it doesn't look like the sanctification is kicking in. It will be seen soon enough in God's time. And sure, there are people that profess faith in Christ that you, you wonder about. But I think we should all be wondering about our own our own heart and our own lives and say, hey, am I walking closely in humility with the Lord? Am I doing what God intends? And really, really do the work that's the personal work. And I think that's that's the biggie, mm -hmm. is quit worrying about everybody else and what they're saying and doing. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to do. I, I get I get worked up over it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. I'm, I'm right there with you. What do you think, well, Connor? I'm going to throw it on you. What do you think? What do I think can be done about this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to think as you were talking about that person out there who, who might fit this description and just and wondering, I wonder if that's the person who would be least likely to recognize that they fit the description because of some of the deception there. And and I don't know, I just think what you said at the end there about the um, the willingness to do some honest self-evaluation, I think that could go mm -hmm. maybe a long way, you know, yeah. for a lot of people. I know it could for me. So, so how are you voting on November 3rd? <laughs> Connor, you're going to vote, right? I'm voting as vote. a believer for the glory of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am. I'm voting as a believer for the glory of God. I'm going to try to do what I think is wise. Um, and I'm probably going to ask for even wise counsel from godly people who know more than I do. But how are you going to vote? <laughs> the same way. As okay. a believer, <laughs> trusting the Lord, making the decision that I think is most honoring for me to make. Yeah. And I can't say that all Christians must um, vote a certain way, but I do believe that all Christians need to have a mindset that is biblical, and I believe that, that that biblical mindset is going to lead you to vote certain things. And um, we've said this before, I think we said this on one of our previous episodes, that a lot of Christians right now are, are going to um, 
concede a few things that I don't think we should concede. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll say, well, some Christians, because they want to make an excuse for, for maybe voting on an ungodly platform for ungodly things. And they'll say, uh, well, some people just prioritize, you know, differently. And you might put human life above, you know, immigration or above the economy or whatever, you know, like pro-life. Like mm-hmm. I cannot vote uh, yeah. for a candidate that is, is against uh, life. Uh, but then they're going to say, oh, but if you're not for all life, and it's like, come on, you know, we're going to now make these decisions based on um, emotion. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is I, wanna, I, wanna, I want to vote for a platform that is going to uphold the Constitution, law enforcement, the military, um, everything in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, including gun, you know, gun, gun ownership and things like that, as well as the sanctity of life. And I do think the sanctity of life is of of uh, utmost importance to God, all of life, yes, yeah. from beginning to end. But obviously the big debate is abortion and things like that. And so even like you think about the Supreme Court, you know, nomination that came out and people are just railing on um, the candidate saying, she's going to take us back in time. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, it's because people have become judge, jury, and in their own minds, God of their own life and God of other people's lives, that they are not acknowledging God. When you don't acknowledge God, you're not going to acknowledge his truth. If you're not going to acknowledge his truth, you're going to make up your own. And there's always going to be a moving target. And so we have got to go back to the compass of the word of God, the authoritative conscience binding word of God over and over again. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> strange days. Strange even days we're living new, in. New Supreme Court nomination. Even a lot of professing believers are up in arms about this. And I'm just going, I know. where is the big frustration for a professing believer you know, yeah you're going to get a constitutionalist yeah you're yeah. going to get a constitutionalist who is is known to be fair-minded uh you know and and uh and not a activist judge right yeah and and then yeah. people are upset about that because well people want activist judges yeah. so they will they will do well, right. they will legislate from the bench and get what sinful people want yeah. and we're all sinful every yeah. one of us um what i don't like is the the, this side is bad and this side is good. It's like, no, we're all bad mm-hmm. and we all deserve hell. Mm-hmm. And only Jesus is the hope of the world. Amen. Uh, and that's going to be like that all day long. Amen. Twice okay. on Sunday <laughs> like for the end of time. Two minutes of conversation starts to make you just think, okay, Jesus needs to come back and be king. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we don't trust anybody yeah. else. And they were thinking the same thing in the first century, by the way. And all the way through human, I mean, think about the, some of the human depravity on display throughout all the ages, you know. We think we have it bad right now. It's been bad all along. Yeah. And it's going to get worse. Yeah, that's true. Our worldview is that it's going to get worse till it get, until until Christ returns. Yeah. And we trust the Lord until he comes. Amen. Yeah. Right on. Well, listeners, you just got a little bit of the inside scoop there. We wrestle through these things too. And yes, we, we do. pray for wisdom. And yes, we do. We trust the Lord. So hope that was uh, helpful to you. And, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.